In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to this episode of the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. So glad you, so glad you have tuned in. You know what I feel you deserve for tuning in? Congratulations. You are the winner. Yes, you're the winner because you get me on this very special episode. You get me, just me and you, the listener. So here we are. Um, couple quick things. Uh, first of all, if you're a first time listener, welcome. Love the fact that you're here and tuning in. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. We are well over 200 episodes now. Um, I think uh, this is episode 224. I could be wrong. You know, at some point you just stop counting, right? Um, I'm about to enter my sixth year of this podcast come January. Whew. Labor of love. I'll tell you, labor of love. We just surpassed half a million downloads a couple months ago. And, uh, you know, I never had that thought in my mind when I first began the podcast. I just thought to myself, hey, I'm curious. What do people who succeed and who achieve consistent results, what do they do? You know, it reminds me of this quote I saw in one of my favorite books I've been diving back into recently, which is Atomic Habits. If you haven't yet got Atomic Habits, it's great. But, um, one of the quotes I believe that I saw in there said that there are no high-performance people, only high-performance habits. Ooh, yeah. And that really stuck with me when I first heard that, saw that, because I always, for years, right, on my journey to try and, quote, achieve success, you know, I always thought there was something different or special about those that I saw in the magazines and that were highlighted as, you know, these mega producers and stuff. I'm like, wow, man, they must be really smart. <laughs> they must be really, they must know something that I don't know. And that may be true, but the real difference is they have high performance habits. And so we, before we unpack today's discussion, which is about the lifestyle of successful people living with intention, I want to remind you, if you've not yet joined the private Facebook group just for you, the listener, I want you to go to Facebook, be it on your mobile phone or wherever. I want you to go to Facebook. I want you to just type in the search bar at Facebook, Mortgage Marketing Radio. That is a private group just for podcast listeners only. Come on in there. And as we get into the next several weeks, I'm going to be doing some things I haven't done before or done in a while, such as go live. 
open Q&As, ask me anything, bring on a special guest for a live hot seat session, and more. Give away some stuff, some free books, and I might even bring back the podcast swag shirts. <laughs> That's right, James Brown. <laughs> so go to Facebook and uh, Mortgage Marketing Radio. You know what to do. Okay, in my hands. Can you hear it? I have uh, this write-up, the summary, uh, and it's all about intentional living. And I wanted to share this with you because it, I, we just went through this this morning. I'm part of this small group of men, and it's you know I call it a, an accountability group. I call it a uh, iron sharpens iron group, and we get in there once a week, and we've been meeting for all of this year. So here we are in our tenth month. We've been meeting once a week for ten months on average, right, give or take. Um. And I wanted to share with you the conversation for this morning. Um, and it relates to what I said a moment ago about there are no high-performance people, only high-performance habits. So, what will it take for you to be successful? Have you ever asked yourself that? I'm sure you have. Most people ask themselves that. Does it take the right company? Does it take the right interest rates, people, money, relationships, recognition, a certain amount of innate talent. Hmm. Some of those, I mean, it can't hurt, right? But how many of you know somebody who started with way less than you and they're phenomenally successful? Hmm. What we talked about on our call this morning was this thing called intentional living. Most people want to be successful. Most people probably want to make a difference, right, at some level. That is probably why, partly why you're in this career. You want to be successful. You've got the opportunity to, to achieve a very significant income. And you probably, at some level, do want to make a difference in people's lives, I assume. I don't know. I could be wrong. You want your life to count. You want to have fulfillment, right? You want to have significance. And we all have good intentions, don't we, with our lives, hopefully. Most of us do. But here's the realization, is that good intentions aren't enough to achieve what we want always. They're not enough to achieve the success or to get the results or to experience significance. What do I mean by that? Well, most people rely on good intentions, hoping that they, in and of themselves, my good intentions, will be enough to achieve your desired result, success, and significance. But there's a world of difference between good intentions and intentional living. What does this look like in the real world? Well, if I was to list some words, this would be how you can recognize the difference between good intentions and intentional living. Let's start with good intentions. Desire. I wish, I hope, Someday, hopefully, one day, someday I'll, right? I hope so. That's called good intentions. I really want this to work. Intentional living. These are the words that would describe intentional living. Action. Today. Definitely. You can count on it. 100%. Done. Strategy. 
more examples. Good intentions tend to be passive in their approach, in how they respond to the desire. Like I said, boy, yeah, I don't know. Let's give it a shot. I hope it works. Good intentions show up as the occasional effort. Another example of good intentions, well, somebody should do something about that. Those are good intentions, and that's all good, right? Good intentions are, it's a wonderful thing to have to want things to be better. But intentional living, right, that's action-oriented. Those are verbs, right? Those are active, continual, discipline, words like I will. Really, you could sum it up that intentional living is characterized by three words. The first word, deliberate. Being intentional never occurs by accident. It requires a person to think about his life, her life, consider where she wants to go, and plan what she intends to do. You don't wind up on top of Success Mountain by accident. So the first word that describes intentional living or characterizes it is deliberate. The second word is consistent. Being intentional requires a person to follow through every day, week after week, year after year. Intentional living is not a destination. Intentional living is a journey. So think about this. In what areas of your life are you not being consistent? Is it in the calls you have to make? The meetings you should be having? The conversations you should be having? The commitments to yourself to follow through? On those good intentions, like I want to lose weight, I want to stop smoking, I want to have a better relationship with fill in the blank, my kids, my spouse, parents, Next word, willful, willful. Being intentional is a choice. We must make and continue to make even as we face obstacles and challenges. Making a difference takes ongoing effort. So you have to be willful, right? We have free will in a lot of situations and circumstances. Being intentional, right, which is action-oriented, purpose-driven, today, discipline, right? That is a choice. And if we want to achieve success, we need to make those choices repeatedly. Or... Put another way, I think of one of my favorite mentors from back in the day, 30 years ago, Jim Rohn. I had the pleasure to meet Jim Rohn once. I don't know if you guys know the backstory. By now, I think you do, right? I spent some time working for Tony Robbins over 30 years ago. And uh, there was a time when, now if you don't know this, so Jim Rohn was Tony Robbins' mentor as Tony was coming up and learning about personal development and things like that. So you can look all this up. And, but the point is this, is Jim Rohn was the first place Tony got his taste of 
success principles, right? Personal development. And I remember going backstage to meet Jim. It was a small crew of us that were working for Tony at the time. And it was, in some ways, it was like meeting royalty. I mean, there he was in the back, surrounded by his staff and people. And I had just watched Jim deliver one of his, you know, very simple yet impactful conversations on wisdom and, and, and living a successful life. And Jim, one of my favorite quotes, as I said, is, what is success but a few simple disciplines repeated every day? And on the other hand, failure is a few errors in judgment also repeated every day. So it's not like messing up once. It's not having that cheeseburger once. It's not neglecting to make your calls and follow through and have the conversations once. It's not neglecting to, to spend time to acknowledge people and be present for your kids and family and to make sure you call mom and to reach out to that friend who maybe you've been, been neglecting for a, a while, right? It's not doing that once that takes your life off course. It's doing it repeatedly over and over again. We don't, we don't see the slow progress towards that result in the short window. You know, it's funny, back to my call this morning with the guys is um, we are talking about fitness and working out and somebody shared this phrase, which is talking about trying to lose weight. And I love it. It says, you can't outwork the fork. Thoughts about you can't outwork the fork. So the point is, is the person that was talking about how they're trying to right have a higher level of fitness, lose weight, and they're exercising. But the fork, what's going in the mouth, that's not happening. That's not helping, right? Can't outwork it. Hmm. Okay, so back to our lessons here today. So good intentions are never enough. You've got to be deliberate, consistent, and willful. Most people rely on their good intentions. As I said, they're not enough to change your lifestyle. Why? Because if all you ever do is cultivate good intentions, you're like, you know, watering these good intentions and talking about all the good intentions you have and that you, you want to do but never act with, circle the word, intentionality what'll happen is you'll become frustrated and unfulfilled. You still may have a desire for positive change. You might even want it more, right? Like, God, I really want to make this change. I really want to do this. I really want to make this kind of money. I really want to, you know, fill in the blank. I really want to. But when you're just always just being intentional and not actually consistently acting, you're not going to have the results to show up. You're going to feel frustrated. You need to choose intentional living. Becoming an intentional person has the power to change your life. It's the best way to improve your life, right? A lot of us have big dreams, but few actually follow through on living those dreams. Intentional living moves you from desire to action. It empowers you to follow through. The sure pathway to a better life is consistent, positive, intentional action. As I had said a moment ago, 
a few simple disciplines. Repeat it every day. Intentional living teaches you the value of thinking ahead. Hmm. People who are intentional usually don't wake up and get surprised by what happens throughout the day, right? Because intentional living means you don't let the day sneak up on you, right? You think ahead. You plan for the day, the week that you want to have. You're intentional about the day. And if you're thinking before taking action, you're more effective than the person who's trying to wing it and pivot and adjust in the heat of the moment. So here's a homework assignment. Take a look at your calendar. If you're not driving, open your phone, your mobile phone calendar. If you're at your you know, computer laptop, take a look at your calendar. Wherever you manage your day and your week in terms of your activities, where, well, first of all, do you have a lot of white space on your calendar? You know, I, I work with some LOs and we do some uh, coaching and uh, on our weekly calls and sometimes we talk about being more intentional in the week with time-blocking activities. What time-blocking is, is an intention to do something. Does it always happen? No, life gets in the way, things throw you off. I get it, right? Nothing's perfect. But the cool thing about time-blocking and being intentional is when you do get a curveball, at least you get back to your intention and move toward completion. And again, build momentum, consistency, progress. Want to know how to always feel good? Setting any health challenges aside? The feeling of making progress in your life. How do you make progress? You be intentional and you get clear on what are the actions that you need to take and repeat over and over again. You've heard me talk about it before. I don't need to tell you what they are, do I? You know what they are. Look, if fundamentally, this succeeding as a mortgage professional comes down to conversations. Conversations. And these conversations can happen on the phone. They can happen over text. They can happen over email. They can happen over social media, DMs, video. And the question is, are you having enough and enough with the right people? In a recent business planning class that uh, I put together that uh, I'm teaching multiple times and some of, some of our um, loan officer members are who are a member of our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership where they get um, a library of turnkey done-for-them classes, right? PowerPoint, speaker notes, handouts, video tutorials, promotional materials, emails, SMS, text messages, right? The whole nine yards. They're presenting this class too. And in this class... And it's, by the way, it's a great way to get in front of real estate agents. I could tell you on and on success story after success story of people that are winning virtually and in person by leading with education and agent classes. If you want to know more about that, just go to mortgagemarketing.pro. Check it out. But in this business planning class where I'll be and other loan officers will be hosting a business planning class, facilitating a business planning class for real estate agents, we have an example in there from a gentleman who um, I had the privilege of interviewing a few years ago. His name is Tim Smith with Coldwell Banker. And in 2020, Tim Smith's team sold $700 million of real estate. Ah! Yeah, that's a lot of real estate. 
And I, whenever I bring that up, I like to just clarify as it says, okay, so he has a team. He sold 700 million. So people immediately start to discount. Well, it was a team. All right. So it's just for clarity. Say, let's just say, so Tim, you're right. He only sold 600 million of the 700 million. All right. So you got me right there. Okay. Here's Tim's daily action plan. Still, it's called the five, five, four, two, five conversations a day with people, you know, Right? Who are these? These are past clients, fear of influence, right? People who know you. Five conversations with people who you don't know. Those would be new leads. These, these would be referral partners you haven't yet spoken to. By the way, what's that also called? That's called prospecting. Ooh, remember that word? Yeah. And again, these can be through multiple channels. Having a conversation with somebody you don't know in the DMs, that's a conversation in today's world, right? So the five conversations with people you know, five with you don't know, the four conversations with lead follow-up. These are people you've connected with in the past who haven't yet done business with you. So who could this be? These could be agents who are on the other side of a transaction. You're representing the buyer. These could be the listing agents. How many listing agents have you not called to pursue a conversation with that you've done business with this year? Hmm. That might be an interesting list for you to build and reach out to and talk about business planning for the new year. Hey, what are you doing? I'd love to be a part of that. We worked great on that transaction together. Really enjoyed working with your, your team. I hope you found that our transaction went smooth with no surprises and we really crushed it for you. Yes, 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 yes. Great. Hey, look, I know you're a listing agent. I get it. You may not work with a lot of buyers, but I'm really looking to right, expand my relationships with, with power players here in my community. And I think there might be some things we can do together to help each other achieve our goals next year. I don't know what your goals are, but I'd love to learn more because I'm pretty confident our paths are going to cross in the future. And I'd love to see how it can help you. Right? That's one example of a script completely off the top of my head. Could you do that? How many people have you pre-qualified in the last six months, three months that couldn't find the house, made offers on homes, got declined, they got tired, needed the time out? Is it time to reach back out to them? Those are leads who haven't yet done business with you, right? And then the two of the 5542 is two videos per day or per week. You can choose whatever frequency you want there. Two videos per day or two videos per week. So these are videos that, you know, would typically go on social media um, or they could go to your past client database. Um, but these would be largely, you know, um, uh, market related. It could be educational. Um, it could be, you know, uh, how to leverage uh, real estate to build wealth, um, financing, and also some personal stuff. You know what I mean? But the point is, are you putting yourself out there with video? If not, you're missing out for sure. Okay, so that's an example of how to live intentional. Did you like those ideas? Why else does intentional living make sense? It inspires you to make every day count. Right? See, you don't have to wait. I love this quote by, where is it here? Why am I lost at this moment in time? Uh, this quote by Anne Frank. How wonderful that no one needs to wait a single minute before improving the world. What are you waiting for? Permission? 
you have it. You don't need to ask. You can just get started. You can be intentional about your day. You can think ahead. You can plan your day around the intentional activities, the small little disciplines that you repeat that are going to build momentum and progress for you. It's about having an intentional mindset and making the most of the blessing, the gift of the day that we have today. Tomorrow's unknown. Tomorrow's uncertain for all of us. Should we plan for it? Sure. But when it comes, let's make sure to embrace it and be intentional in lots of different ways, not just business. Be intentional in our relationships. Take time. Connect with somebody that matters to you. Like I said earlier, make that call. Be kind. Be intentionally kind. Show grace to people who may not deserve it or who you might not, like, might not feel like giving grace to. And the cool thing about intentional living is it allows you to make changes one step at a time. So there's probably more than one area for us to be intentional with, right? Here's the good news. You don't have to change everything. But you have to change something. Because intentional people understand that taking deliberate, consistent, and purposeful steps will improve your life and the lives of people around you. I remember, um, and again, I guess this is back to Jim Rohn. This is, just shows what a fanboy I am. And when I first was, I think, engaged to my wife or married, and, you know, we start mapping out our goals and things like this is going back now, you know, 20 years. And um, I remember having the conversation that I borrowed from Jim Rohn where he had this thing that talked about being in relationships and being intentional and taking care of yourself. And the phrase was, I'll take care of me for you if you'll take care of you for me. Does that make sense? I'll take care of me for you if you'll take care of you for me. What does that mean? Well, in simple terms, that means I'm not going to let myself go. I'm not going to get fat, eat donuts, pop Cheetos, and watch TV all day. That's not taking care of myself for me but it's also not taking care of myself for you. Because you married somebody, right, in a certain state. Now, I know we all change over time and, you know, age can be a cruel thing and life happens and accidents and illnesses and things like that. So all that set aside, what I'm talking about is the person who, who just lets it go who doesn't hold themselves to the same high standard that they did maybe years ago. And then that might be creating some problems. And that's clearly not living intentional, right? So what do you have to change? What do you want to change? Where and what areas of your life would you... Now, here's what's funny. Not would you like to be more intentional because that's quite passive, isn't it? That's quite 
That's the good intentions talking. Yeah, I'd really like to lose some weight. Yeah, I'd really like to have better relationships. Yeah, I'd really like to make more money. That's weak. Meaning not intentional. What is one to three areas of your life where you will commit? What are they? And what are the intentional activities that you will build into your agenda? Who do you want to be? Who are you? You know, there's this thing of like, oh, in order to be somebody, I have to do these things. Right? In order to be successful, I've got to make a certain amount of money. I've got to do this. In order to be a successful loan officer, I've got to, right? There's, there's the whole like do, be, have thing. And I've mentioned this briefly on previous podcasts, but it's, that's not correct. It's be, do, have. Who are you being? Because whoever you're being, that's what you're doing. And whatever you're doing, that's what you're going to have. So if you're being somebody who is healthy, you're not going to be doing unhealthy things consistently, right? We all fall off the wagon. We all have a weekend bender, have a pizza, whatever it is, right? That's okay. Live a little. <laughs> but if you are being or your identity is of one who's somebody who's healthy, you're not going to be doing unhealthy things repeatedly. Therefore, you're going to get the healthy outcome. Energy, fitness, you're going to look good. You're going to be attractive. You're going to feel more confident, right? So what's your identity when it comes to being a mortgage professional or real estate? Is your identity, I'm new, I'm trying to figure it out. How long do you want to be new? How long do you want to have the mindset of I'm a new person? Who do you want to be as a mortgage professional? What is your identity, right? Are you transactional or are you relational? What are you building? Who are you being repeatedly? Because that is what's going to determine what you do and thus what you get. Because your agenda, your daily agenda, right, gets fed by your identity. And more than anything else, right, that affects the outcome of your life. If you want to achieve a certain thing, if you want to be more, quote, successful, and in our business, that tends to be focused around the context of money. That's not the only, you know, metric of success for sure. It's like it says in Atomic Habits, it's not about setting the goal. Goal is just a target. You don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems and habits. So what are the systems that you want to put in place in your life that will get you where you want to go? you got to be that person first, that identity, right? And I know, like, the old fake it till you make it thing. 
I think that only works for so long. Because at some point, your brain just starts telling you, you know what, who the hell are you kidding? You are not this person. So eventually, you're going to self-sabotage. I think here's how this works is, even though like this whole be, do, have, well, I'm going to be somebody who earns X amount of money. I'm going to be somebody who is right highly um, educational when it comes to being a mortgage, mortgage professional. I'm going to be highly relational. In some of these things, I'm going to be a fit, healthy person. Sometimes early in the journey, how do you prove it to yourself when it's early and maybe you don't have a ton of references of um, I'm, quote, a healthy person, right? Because you're on that, you're a noob. You're on that journey. You're kind of new. The way you build momentum is you prove it to this new identity. You reinforce it and back up that new identity with the repeated disciplines, the repeated daily agenda, the repeated activities, repeated daily, weekly. Then it goes out over a month. Then it's three months. Then it's six months. Then it's a year. And then it's three years. And then it's five years. And five years later, you have a podcast that has half a million downloads and has interviewed over 220 of America's top mortgage and real estate professionals. Five years. It's kind of like that old saying, right? The journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. Yeah, kind of cheesy cliche, but it's true. It does. What it didn't say is you take one step and sit down, right? It said a thousand steps. You keep walking, 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 moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. And the key is making progress. Are you making real progress? You can't be a rocking chair and be successful. You can be successful at not moving anywhere, not making any progress, forward progress, because the rocking chair looks real busy. You probably might be real busy, right, with everything you got going on in your business. That's a whole other episode to talk about structure and management and hiring an assistant and delegating, right? But never confuse being busy with making progress. And you can't do it all at once. So close this out. What are one to three areas? that you would like to make a positive change in, in 2022. I'd love you for you to write them down, share them, pop in the Facebook group at Mortgage Marketing Radio. Let me know what has come out of this conversation for you. Choose one of the things this week, whenever you're listening to this, and just and do it. You can choose something big or small, but just choose one thing and one thing on one area, right? One area and one thing that you'll complete within seven days of hearing this podcast. And I'd love to hear what the action you intend to take this week is. You pop in the Facebook group at Mortgage Marketing Radio and you can say, I'm going to make 25 calls this week. I'm going to have five meetings. I'm going to go to the gym three times this week. I'm going to, right, stop smoking. I'm going to schedule date night with my wife or vice versa, my husband, my significant other. What are they? Got to be intentional about it. As we opened up by saying, right, a successful life doesn't happen by accident. 
It happens by living an intentional life and having an agenda that's deliberate, consistent, and willful of following through consistently an agenda that supports your identity. So I hope you found this valuable. That's my little personal development session here today. If you want more of that kind of stuff, hey, it's also what we do in our small group with the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership. I told you about that a few minutes ago. If you want to learn more about what we do there, it's a short video. Go to mortgagemarketing.pro, check it out. And it might be a fit for you. It very well might not be, and that's okay too. So um, that's what I got this week, and I look forward to coming back to you next week. Thanks for tuning in, and I appreciate you. We'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it, agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list uploaded into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.